Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right, let's start this rodeo off. This should be a fun one. I disagree completely. <laughs> so we're going to talk about dun, 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 politics. This was not my idea, folks. I didn't want to do this one. I know. But I think it's an important one to have because we've talked about it briefly when we talked about boundaries. It's kind of been scattered throughout. Most people with half a brain could probably extrapolate where we kind of fall on the spectrum a little bit. And I don't mean like the autism spectrum because we're there too, but I mean like right. political spectrum. <laughs> um, so specifically... Uh, we'll start by defining our stances a little bit and then discuss how it kind of interworks with like marriage and relationships and all that stuff. So I am a conservative, but I'm a conservative libertarian. So the way that it kind of works in my mind is I believe in fiscal responsibility and the government being fiscally responsible with our tax dollars, but for any and all social constructs, like they can fuck off. Uh, I believe in constitutional limitations and individual freedom are paramount and everything else is just kind of secondary yep kind of in the same place yep yeah so uh we started briefly talking about it as we were pre-setting all this stuff up today about how this falls in with relationships we're just gonna rip that band-aid off right? oh we're going for it right off the gate so i think that you don't have to align politically to be in a functional, long-term relationship. I don't think you have to align 100%, but I think you have to agree on some key stuff yeah. because I think taking somebody on the far, far right and putting them with somebody on the far, far left is just going to bring up entirely too many arguments, and that's a no-go at this station, Sergeant. Yeah. No, so first off, don't call me that. <laughs> don't use my slave name. Uh, second off, what the fuck? we don't... Uh, I, I disagree. I think that uh, unless politics... And it, it's hard to conceptualize nowadays because par- politics have become so polarizing mm-hmm. and it's not even taboo. It's just like so s- extreme on either side yep. that nobody wants to have conversations about the stuff that goes on in the middle. But I don't think that politics should be a character-identifying thing in your life. I agree. But a lot of people treat it as such. I know. That's where I'm telling you the problem is. And I'm telling you that you can have a relationship as long as you don't make your politics a tent pole of your personality. So let's just uh, rip off another Band-Aid there, and I'm going to go to my favorite political topic and talk about pro-choice versus pro-life okay how are you going to deal with inviting children into your marriage when one person's on one side of it and the other person's on the other and tell me that that's not going to cause a serious rift and or issue in that relationship because you can have a political belief and not exercise it within your life for example you can be pro-choice and say, I don't have a problem with abortions, and it's a woman's right to choose, but just not make that choice yourself. Still understanding that you think that that right should exist, 
even if you're not going to exercise it. For example, I think that people should be allowed to buy guns. Yes. Right? Actually, that's a bad example for me. Hold on. Because <laughs> I own guns. Um, here we go. I think people should be allowed to do heroin. I think people should be allowed to do whatever drug they want. Insofar, it does not harm another human being directly. And the federal government should fuck off and leave them alone to let them do what they will with their life. If they want to mess up their life, it's their choice. I can have that belief and choose not to live that life. I don't want to do drugs. I have no interest in doing drugs. I've done them in the past, but I don't do them anymore. I don't feel like it's a good place for me to, to, good example to set for my children or just a good way to live your life. So I choose not to do them. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't fight to protect somebody else's right to do that. So I think that argument, that premise, the structural premise of that argument exists for the pro-choice stuff. You can be pro-choice and just choose not to live that life. Uh, the other way, go, it goes the other way too. I can choose to be pro-life and not make it. Now, I'm not saying that that's common or it's going to happen. I'm just saying it can happen. I think if we're being honest, the majority of the time, it's just not conducive. In a relationship, not right. with the way people are nowadays. I, I completely agree with you mm-hmm. that most of the time it's going to cause strife and it's going to cause issues within your relationship. But I am saying that it's possible. And as long as you don't make politics your tentpole, one of the mm-hmm. tentpole characteristics of your life um, or of your personality, then I think you'll be fine. Like those people who in their introductory statement and introducing you – I'm a liberal. Well, congratulations. Like, I don't give a shit what you're fucking, <laughs> you know. Those people can just fuck right off, right? Yeah. But if you're not one of those crazy people and you're one of the people who, or even the far right side, I'm not saying it's just lefties. Righties are the same way. But I think if you're one of those people who's like a bit more in the middle and a lot more reasonable, mm-hmm. then there's no reason why you can't disagree on a topic and still continue living the life and have a relationship that's built on other things. And this is why I brought it up in one of our other conversations with it being something that needs to be spoken about probably up front. Yeah. Because if politics is something that runs an individual's life, like this is a big deal, they want to run at some point for some kind of office or this, that, and the other, then the other party needs to know that, okay, well, if my beliefs don't align with yours, is that going to be a deal breaker? Is this going to be an issue? And I think a majority of the time you'll find that it usually is for most people. I think it is for some people. I guess it depends on what it's about, right? Because mm-hmm. you and I, for example, we agree on some things on the political stance of stuff, but Most we disagree on – we, we agree on some things. <laughs> but there's other things that we absolutely disagree on. Um, but we just don't make it a topic of conversation because we know it's going to be, a, you know, a fucking – it's not really thing, right? a point of contention either, the, the topics that we don't agree Some on. of the ones, like we'll, we'll use your example from earlier, from pro-choice, uh, pro-choice mm-hmm. um, pro-life, whatever, right? You're very pro-life. Yes. Right? All day long. Yep. I don't give a shit. Let's be honest. Like, I don't. Because I firmly believe that the, it's the, none of the federal government's fucking business. I think it is the business, it is the choice between the persons persons who are pregnant, because there's a dad in that picture too, and the medical personnel that are working with them. Do I think that it's morally and ethically wrong to have an abortion as a form of birth control? Yes. I also understand that there's medical necessities to have abortions, and that's, it is what it is. 
but I don't think it's the federal government's job. So I kind of don't even take a stance on the whole political issue because I don't think it should even be a topic of politics. I think it should be a, a medical concern, not a political concern. See, but when it comes to our relationship, though, yeah, and something that would have involved us or our particular children, right? We align there, though. Right, but it's not. But we align on a moral, ethical thing, not on a political ideology, you know. And I think that's the the foundation that's more important, right? Is do you do you agree from a moral standpoint? Like, do you share morals much more or less than you share politics? And I think some people interchange those yeah mm -hmm. they're like oh well you're that kind of poli like you're a republican so that must mean you're blah 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 blah. no it just means that for the vast majority of their platform i kind of agree i don't agree with everything sure and i'm i'm not a republican by the way but they you can agree or align with an ideology or a political ideology without buying in wholesale to everything they say is my argument, right? Like, I know plenty of people who are, like, swear up and down they're diehard liberals, but then you start talking to them, and they're a lot... There's more a lot of things that they're, they're a lot more conservative on than they think they are. Yeah. But it's been portrayed that if you're a liberal, you're a good person, and if you're a Republican, you're a bad person, and it's socially hip to be, to be liberal. a liberal yep. and taboo to be a Republican, right? Right. So some people have joined the Republican side because it's the the not cool thing to do. It's like the people who became goth in the late 80s or late 90s right. just because it wasn't. Trendy. Yeah, because it was trendy, right? Yeah. And that spawned emo. Fuck you, emo people. Um, <laughs> but either way, um, I think that there's I think there's middle ground there and I, I don't think that you have to align in every single way or in large matters um, so long as you come from a moral standing that is similar. Yeah, okay. It, that hints at that. You buy the argument, but you don't agree with me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> how do you disagree? Let's have this conversation. Well, because I've seen it, you know, firsthand. I, I mean, I've seen friendships um, split, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, I've, I've got friends that are on all sorts of sides, and it's never really been an issue. We just avoid those topics. But when you're in a serious and committed relationship in a marriage, I mean, you're really in there than you are with, say, your bestie. You know what I mean? Like, this, you're seeing this person sun up to sundown, and it's you talk about absolutely everything. Um, you're supposed to. And, uh, yes. And, I mean, I've seen relationships split over just not being able to align politically. Like, my parents actually have had some interesting splits. Um, because my father is far more conservative than my mom, even though they are both conservative. Yes, uh, highly so. Um, but uh, they've been interesting arguments. Yeah. We'll just we'll put it in that way. <laughs> so, but I've seen other marriages split over it. I mean, it's like the topic of gay marriage split up um, when all that happened years and years and years ago split up some friends of ours from their church. They were just like, nope, a, not okay with it? Like, one wasn't okay with it, the other one's like, I really don't care, what's the big deal? And it just spawned this huge argument, I don't know who you are, I thought we agreed on all the same things, and it was, and then they just, you know, that drug up all the other things they don't agree on, and... So it sounds like that, know. but that argument, that political argument was the... Catalyst? Yeah, it was the straw on the camel's back, so to speak. Which I get, but 
sometimes I feel like that if you aligned at least somewhat in that area and you align somewhat in most areas, it's just going to make your relationship easier. Sure. But it doesn't mean I that the relationship... I didn't say it was impossible. No, but you, you insinuated that it would be... Difficult? That yes. if you were on either... If you were on opposite sides of the spectrum, that your relationship is going to be doomed. Not doomed. Doomed! doomed. <laughs> I just don't think it's... I think it's going to be difficult. Well, sure. I'm saying that there could be things that are difficult. But I, mm-hmm. my honest belief is if you align religiously and you re- align financially, you know, from a financial lifestyle perspective, and you align with hobbies and interests and all these other things, it wouldn't be that difficult, or it shouldn't be that difficult, to just put the politics aside Mm -hmm. and let the relationship be what the relationship can be, and just not have those kinds of conversations. Or even have those conversations, but understand that they're going to be civil and be okay to agree to disagree. Well, you're going to have to draw the line somewhere when you've got a whole family to deal with, too. I mean, eventually all of your children are going to pick up on your beliefs and that's where religion comes into play. What religion are we going to raise our kids in? Things like that, especially if you've got two different religions that are trying to come together and you're going to have that argument and then let's talk about politics. If you've got one parent, like, back to that same one, pro-choice and one who's pro-life and your kids are like, "Ah, what do I believe? And it's, you know, we want them to grow up to make their own decisions, but at the end of the day, if we're being real, we influence our children very sure. heavily. And when we disagree on topics we're influencing our children on, I mean, that's just a whole other mess of stuff. See, but that's the thing is like, though our, I will agree with you, your, your parents influence you quite a bit, right? Yes. My dad is 100% all day long pro-life. He thinks that there's absolutely no reason that anybody should ever kill somebody and it should be illegal. And if you try to do it, like you should go to jail and all this crazy stuff, right? And I disagree with that sentiment altogether, right? Because I'm a bit more central than my dad. Though I concur with him in the moral ethical realm, Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that it has nothing to fucking do with the government and they shouldn't be making those kind of decrees. Um, Worst case scenario, it should be a state-by-state basis and then, you know, the the federal government just fucks off about it because, as it says in the Constitution, anything not decreed by the Constitution is delegated to the states or the people that are the people in the states the states and the people they're in right so you should it shouldn't be a federal government thing it should be a state thing right uh, i think that when you use a anything that has any historical backing as a religious foundation for creating it is unconstitutional it should never be created because we're supposed to be a non-secular state um same argument with like prohibition and all the other stuff like those those were religiously backed uh, political movements that should never have happened. Now, again, uh, this is hindsight 2020. Let people drink. Yeah, this is hindsight <laughs> Hindsight being what it is and looking back at it and saying this was the, probably the poor choice. Pro- prohibition was easy. It created what later became the mafias. Um, <laughs> you know, making anything illegal is not the win to anything, right? Yeah. Um, which is why I don't agree that a whole lot should be illegal other than, you know, killing other fucking people. Um, anything that can have a direct impact on another human being's life is probably the only thing that I would think would be, should be at least looked at and governed, right? And I know your argument is going to be, because I just saw it spawn in your head. I didn't say shit. I saw it spawn in your head. Well, technically it's another human being. I didn't say shit. But you thought it, 
I saw it on your face. I'm I'm doing the responsible thing by not arguing. <laughs> right, and I and no, and I, you you have a very valid argument, and I'm not saying that the conversation shouldn't happen, but I am saying that is that really a federal government flame? And I I, I don't think it is. But you kind of just said it was though. But we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> we're talking about how it affects relationships. See how that works, eh? So. Eh? <laughs> we know where each other stands with stuff. We understand that there's yes. an argument, right? Um, but have we also heard. say that if you're going to have a political conversation on topics that you disagree with, enter it with the understanding that it's going to be civil and that you're going to be respectful for each other and there's Don't no reason. Yeah. Just understand that you're arguing ideas. You're not fighting with each other. Well, not even and, arguing. You're debating. Yeah. You're having a discussion. And that's that's the biggest problem that's come around politics in friendships, either side, acquaintances, relationships, <laughs> doesn't matter. If people can't have a discussion anymore. It's always a, you don't agree with me, let's fight. Yeah. Instead of trying to hear the other person's point of view and maybe allow yourself to be influenced by that and vice versa. But that's the thing. When you take an ideology... Um, and you make it a central characteristic of you, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody, you, you become protective of it. So you get defensive when somebody starts challenging it. It's just like when you, when you ask somebody who's like very religious, well, why do you follow X faith? Right. Well, what do you mean? Well, why do you believe that? What do you mean? Like, of, of course I believe it because it's a thing. Like, okay. But why? But why? Like, explain it to me. Break it down for me. People immediately get defensive because it's, it's a foundational stone of who they identify as. And when you start attacking their identity, people can't help but get defensive. See, but asking the question isn't attacking. And we've got to retrain our brains to be accepting but of if, having conversations. But if they've never done the brain exercises yep. to identify why... Mm-hmm or who, then it feels like an attack, even if it's not intended to be one. Yeah. You know? And Gotta learn how to talk, people. Yeah. I mean, and civil discourse is something that our society is absolutely struggling with and has yes. for, I, I think it's a lot, it's been existing a lot longer than the 2008 election or even the 2016 election, you know, the two kind of big ones with Obama getting elected and then Trump getting elected. I think it preexisted that. We just... We didn't talk about it, it in civil society, a, right? Yeah. It didn't... Well, and also, we didn't have the the echo chambers of social media back then. Right. Which all of the... Social media, for all the great things it did, it gave it's the crazies... It gave the crazies a place to meet. Yes. Um, and find out that they're not the only... Like, prior to the creation of social media and net, internet-based communication, if you had that crazy dude who wore a tinfoil hat and fucking sat in his garage and tried to... To see if the government was listening to him. Yep. Everybody just knew he was the crazy guy in town. Now all of a sudden he's got access to the internet and he realizes that there's 10,000 crazy dudes in towns across the United States. Well, if all these people are doing it, then that must mean I'm right. No, you're all just fucking batshit and you happen yeah, right. to find a way to communicate with each other. <laughs> right? Whereas, now it turns out with Patriot Act, that's actually what they were doing, but that's not the point, right? Um <laughs> We have it gave all of these people who were kind of fringe and off in the in the the wings so 
uh, a place and a platform in which to rally and talk and gave fuel to movements that would not normally have coalesced into some kind of movement. Um, and that's where you see democracy slowly began to fade out because without free-flowing information, democracy fails. And we don't have free-flowing information. Nobody's objective anymore. Nobody's uh, having conversation. Nobody's reporting accurately or getting unbiased news. Or It's all opinion-based stuff. And that's not just mass media. It's all over everywhere. social media. It's fucking everywhere. And it's becoming more and more and more difficult to get an unbiased, objective story on anything. Nobody wants to report just facts. They want some facts, some conjecture, some opinion, right. spin it, shock media, and then people react to, to that. You just get the facts and then make of it what you would. Uh, maybe to but some extent. I think, I think for a long time there's always – I think there's always been spin, right? Like there's always been some kind of spin because newspapers and stuff had to have platforms, right? I think when you started seeing mass monopolies or conglomerates of media, they can now they can control the message. They can spin it with the way that they want to spin it, and that's causing more and more people to just become less informed, and that's kind of what's fueling the whole thing, right? Um, people live in their bubbles, and they see the same things, and they hear their friends saying the same things, and it just becomes this fishbowl of everybody they talking said it to on each the other. It must be true. Yeah. Well, not even just that. It's like how many times have we caught media saying the wrong things or reporting on stuff that isn't accurate because they needed to be the first ones out the door. Yeah. Right. And because we have a 24 seven news cycle now and compared with social media and all the other stuff going on, like you've got to be the first one to say something. So you're just going to throw out the first bit of information you have instead of taking that breath and analyzing it. And that's just human nature as a whole, because most people do that. Like they see an event, they're like, "Oh my God, this must. This is what must have happened." Well, no, wait. Let's let's look at it. Let's take a look at it. That's why most investigative professions, like policemen and stuff like that, they tell you from the get go to never assume, right? Yep. Never try to minimize your biases in the investigative process. Let it work it out the way it's supposed to work out. Analyze the facts and let the facts tell you the story instead of you trying to craft the story. Um, along the way, right? And I think that piece is gone, not just from media and news, but also from just people in general. Like, we don't think critically and objectively about shit anymore. We just kind of let shit fly the way that it's... We kind of just catch the first piece of information as we're cruising through the highway of information and keep on trucking, formulate a quick opinion, and that's just where we sit. And anything that challenges that idea... We're more likely to take the first piece of information, and there might be a psychology piece of this that I just don't know or I'm not familiar with, but we're more likely to, it seems, they're more likely to take the first piece of information, call that the truth because it's the first one they found, and anything that comes up up to that point is, oh, that's just lie, it's fabrication, it's not real, until the, the evidence becomes so overwhelming that they're forced to change their initial assumption. Does that make sense? Yep. Which isn't an effective way to communicate with each other. And when you have that kind of shenanigans going on, uh, it's very difficult to have um, open discourse, open and honest discourse, because people are operating on different sets of facts, right? Um, And because you can have that discourse, though I agree with you in the premise that 
a relationship does better if you're more closely aligned. I don't think you have to be in step for the relationship to function. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I want to do more than just function. You want to thrive. Yes. Right. No, and, and I concur. I, I would like to, too. And I think that's probably why we get along. But also, a lot of your political opinions were formulated after we started dating. I tried to... I had opinions, strong ones, in yeah. certain areas. But a lot of them I just didn't get involved in. And I tried to steer away from the political... Because growing up in it just sucked. And I tried to stay away from it. And since you were running... <laughs> Um, for political office when we started dating. and uh, It was a couple of years after we started dating. But a yeah. year, a year, yeah. Um, and you were just very politically motivated. Yeah. We'll put it that way. It was hard not to start having an opinion because you told me I had to start watching the news. I had to start knowing what was going on instead of trying to just ignore it all. Which is funny because we've completely switched places now. Yep. Um, See what you did to me? <laughs> but also I am I'm also that person who's very objective with shit like I won't mm-hmm. I'll read the first story or see the first headline or whatever and I'll read the article and I'll be like okay but I have a second Google account that is completely geared towards the opposite of all of my actual opinions just so I can see the other side of the fence and see what's being said over there and I will do my best to look at the exact same articles about stuff you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at the fucking far right stuff. I'm gonna look at the far left stuff, and I'm gonna try to build my own opinions. But it's stupid to me that I have to go to those lengths in order to, you know, yep, get something that's even close to objective. So, anything else, Dad, on that one? Nope. And I know this is a, a boiling pot conversation that we could probably go on, especially for like individual topics. Some of these yes. could be last yes. for a long time. But this isn't a political. This isn't a political podcast. No. So we're not going to get into it too much on here, but we wanted to do touch base with it and kind of give our perspective of how politics can play with a religion and um, and in a relationship. So, anything, baby? Nope, I think we're good. Okay, thanks for joining us. Uh, sorry, it was a little delayed from last week. We wanted to enjoy Mother's Day, um, but we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.